I regret to inform you that this podcast episode is haunted. Earlier this evening, voice actor Aaron Kateno Saez replaced our narrator's voice with his own. We're not sure how he did this or what his motivations are. All we know is that we need your help. In order to truly understand Aaron and the crimes he's committed, we need every single one of you to listen to All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast co-created by Aaron Kateno Saez. Each week, this podcast takes a listener-submitted prompt and uses tabletop role-playing games and random results table to create their backstory and develop an original fantasy world. You can find episodes wherever you download podcasts, and also at allmyfantasychildren.com. In addition, Aaron was last spotted one billion years in the future, in a forest with no shape or dimensions called Tremaine Bluffs. Specifically, he was last seen in a humble establishment called the Damon Saloon. Victor Damon of the Damon Saloon. Come in, come in. It's frightful out, and who knows what spooks and scares lurk in the depths of your podcast hosting application. Feel free to take a seat. Any kind you imagine works perfectly fine. Although these four in front of me are reserved for particular guests, don't worry, they won't pay you any mind at all. In fact, if you're willing to lend me an ear or any other appropriate appendage, you might find their tale worth listening to. It's a story of heart, a story of self, and the story of the most exquisite stomachache ever enjoyed. Interested? Well, then. Ah, right on time. All right, gang. So you're in a place called Tremaine Bluffs. Where and how and why Tremaine Bluffs is, we're not really that sure. You might have wandered into it by accident. Okay, you absolutely wandered into it by accident. And as you're walking through the door to this bar, who is currently being blamed for getting all of you lost? Uh, no one. I feel like Shock is actually the one at fault in this case. I just love Hallie's silent grimacing, hoping she doesn't get picked. Well, actually, see, the thing is, I was just about to mention the fact that Hopper probably would have been guiding us with his adventures journal. He probably would have been being like, guys, guys, no, I have a map. We don't have to ask for directions. I feel like Misha is very prone to wandering up at some point, uh, like at, at random moments, like, oh, a border- butterfly or something interesting, and then just walks. <laughs> Did each of us blame a different person for this? <laughs> well, no one blamed Ellie, so... That's why I said no one. We're all hopeless. Oh, maybe I should write down Ellie blamed Hop. 
hot blame. Yeah, who does hot blame? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that includes Ellie. So there we go. The circle is closed. Fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, you got lost. You're not sure where you are. You're not sure how to get out of there. Tremaine Bluffs is a scary place. And you finally found this, this small saloon in the middle of the mist, which is always a good thing to find when you're lost and the wolves are howling in the background because <laughs> it's Halloween. Anyways, you walk into the saloon. It's called the Demon Saloon. A very rustic, classical place. You see a few creatures in the corner. I'm going to say for the sake of fun, they're actually classic fantasy D&D creatures. <laughs> uh, so you see just an orc hanging out. You see a tiefling. And then you see Jeff. Jeff is also there. <laughs> and as you walk in, the bartender, who's wearing a bartender's apron and has this ratty cloak around him, turns to you and says, Good evening. I am Victor Damon of the Damon Saloon. How can I... Help you this evening. <laughs> it was an uh, awfully long pause. Uh, I think we just want to sit down. Is there is there a table we could take? Are they open? Of course. There are plenty of places to sit temporarily. And the seat, uh, the bar stools come out. Four bar stools. Oh, permanently. And uh, in the corner, you can see four coffin lids just pop up and go, <laughs> and then pop themselves back down again. Guys, trying way too hard. I'm saying that little. <laughs> Ellie will say in character, you're trying awful hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try my best to accommodate my guests. That was a rhyme. Oh, oh it is. There was an That was a really good rhyme. Yeah. S at the end there. Not an exact rhyme, Victor. Uh, he will kick the back of the uh, bar and four stools will come out and kind of force you onto their seats, Ugh. which will slide back up onto the bar. And he'll just lean over and say, What's troubling you this evening, my friends? Uh, we're just kind of turned around. We're trying to find, um, <laughs> what are we trying to find? Key? Is that where we're trying to go? At this point, we just we'd like to get out of Tremaine Bluffs first, I think. That is a very good objective that we have. I would also like some alcohol. That too. I am also preoccupied by how the chairs moved on their own volition and put us in here and forced us to say what what, what worried us instead of helping us going out of here. <laughs> Just a parlor trick. Just the parlor trick. Oh. I'm going to have to be careful with this character because literally every line I say of him will have to be dubbed by somebody else. Um, And he'll pour a glass for Ellie and turn over and he'll just say, So how did all of you wander your way into this humble saloon? <laughs> uh, well, we are not entirely certain how we got to this place specifically. We've had a lot of strange misadventures. It would be probably too long to recount them all right now. We were just hoping for maybe maybe directions on, on the way to leave, to just leave this place entirely. Hmm, well, that's a hefty request. Tremaine Bluffs doesn't have a set direction or way in or out. It's kind of a thing you feel in your heart. Everything has a set direction going in and out. What? Everything has a set direction going in and out. I'm sorry, he felt very strongly about that. <laughs> I don't think I feel anything in my heart. I do not. I haven't had any pains. Feel anything in my heart either, though it might be different for machines. 
Well, I'm not surprised. You have the kind of dead sense of yourselves that someone like I would. Uh, not that I'm dead. Oh. Are you sure? Because you said that in a way that implies that you are. I did not know humans could be dead and talk like this human right now. Is this a common occurrence? Accommodations for the evening will be five sheens a person. And he slams a bell towards all of you. Think about it. You will need it. I have zero shins, though. Misha will try to pull away from the bar and indicate that they should leave to a different place because they do not like staying here. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Misha. Let's move to that table and discuss this more. And Shock will also scoot out and, like, go to an unoccupied table. Hopper gets out his map again and spreads it on the table and is like, where did we Yeah, go? Hopper, where did we go wrong? I don't think we can go wrong because every different path is just a new adventure. But it's true that we should eventually try to go back to where we came from. Is Tremaine Bluffs on this map? Wait, Hop, you think you saw Tremaine Bluffs on the map? Oh, there we are. Wait, no, it's someplace else. Oh, mm. Oh, wait, no, it's, no, it's, sorry. That's not on the map at all. These are just random smudges that keep appearing because you spread it out on a table that was completely covered in ale. The reason it was free was because Jeff had accidentally spilled it. My God. Causing everyone to get upset and leave. I feel as if I would have noticed it was all covered in ale. But would Sad Hop have noticed that? There's a 50-50 shot either way. <laughs> you want to roll those odds? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll shake it. He'll turn it away from the group and shake it away from them. Oh, ugh. sorry, 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 sorry. It's okay, Simon. You, you do not have to apologize, Simon Scotch. If you need help, we can help you look in the map. I'm not sure that's going to be of much use anymore. And he's like wringing the, the rail <laughs> out of the map. Hmm. Perhaps Banano Spirits can guide us safely, and Shock will call upon his uh, longtime friends, Banano Spirits. Oh, and Misha also, at the same time, to look on the data sphere for a GPS of the location. To be like, where is Tremaine Bluff on Google? So, two things happen. Misha, your data sphere search looks a lot like when I try to get fucking door delivery to my house. <sighs> it shows you right next to where Tremaine Bluffs is. <laughs> But not Tremaine Bluffs, and it's too zoomed in for you to figure out where it is. No. Meanwhile, shock, the nano spirits call down, and they're like... Ah, uh, hey, shock. What, what do you need, buddy? Oh, uh, hello. My my friends and I appear to be... Hey, Shock, we can't hear you that that well. My friends and I hey, are Shock. lost. No, the, the connection's breaking up a little bit. Sorry, it's a bit hard to... Oh, no, don't, the connection's Don't you make those up. noises at me and hang up. <laughs> don't you dare. Um, and they're gone. Your being's a pure signal. You just made those noises yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
And as you say that, you see the orc turn over, lift uh, one of her beers, and just slam it against this invisible force in the sky. And is like, hey guys, where were you? I missed you for the Halloween party. So the nano spirits are literally just hanging out with this orc somewhere else in the bar. <laughs> Fucking god. god. Damn it. It's a disrespect. And in fact, they get up and leave. God damn no! <laughs> well... I no longer have ideas. <laughs> and Shock is just a very sleepy boy. Starts like nodding off a little bit. Maybe we could cut a deal. I don't know, wash dishes or something and then not have to pay as much money to stay. And as you say that, just a pile of plates fall down from the sky onto your table, as do four brushes and four aprons. Did you hear me from all the way over there? How did he drop these? Like, what's above us? What? Hmm. Weird. They gave us four brushes and four aprons. Looks like only three people will be washing dishes. And Ellie sinks a little further into her seat. She's very upset with everyone. <laughs> it's everyone else's fault that we are here, I except thought, hers. I thought she blamed I thought she blamed Hopper specifically. Mostly Hopper. <laughs> but see, Shock and Misha have both kind of they've both argued their own cases of why they could also be at fault so everyone's at fault now <laughs> uh hopper concerned of these dishes looks around for someone to confirm with that if we wash these we get to stay here he's not going to just start washing dishes with no sort of agreement about whether he gets to stay so he's looking for victor again a little severed zombie hand just appears uh, out of nowhere out of frame and hands you a new bill with a discount for washing dishes does any of us have any money though more plates and bowls fall down and the ticket moves to zero dollars i guess we don't need them Ellie will sigh and start washing dishes. Shock is like trying to half-heartedly wash a dish, but he's so sleepy. It's just just like going in the same circle over the same dish and like trying to shake his head to keep himself awake, but then like working on the same dish again. Occasionally, Ellie will like swap out the dishes <laughs> in Shock's hand. You do not have to, to do it, Shock, if you're too tired. We will find a room for all of us soon. No, I I should help. I Go take a nap, kid. It's fine. I can, wa I can wash your dishes too. No, no, no. I, I can help. Please. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, right, Shock? Like, Misha's acting like you can't keep up and do all the things they do. Just because they, you know, don't have to sleep and they have this magical power doesn't mean they're the only ones who can contribute. And Misha, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit tough, you know, Shock's tired, but, you know, you can forgive that. But, like, I don't know, Hop's the one who suggested all of this and he's just struggling to get it done. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hop, like, you're just like, it's so ridiculous. Ellie's blaming everyone for everything, and you feel a little no. guilty about it, but like, no. come on, she's not putting her best foot forward. But Ellie, no. how could you put your best foot forward when everybody, especially Shock and Hop, got you lost here, and Shock's just falling asleep? It sounds like there's a disembodied narrator trying to turn us against one another. <laughs> but you get it done. Eventually. 
And you finally get yourself to a uh, a room with four beds. I'm like I'm thinking of it like the the room in uh, Lord of the Rings where the hobbits stay at like the um the prancing pony the tavern mm-hmm. prancing pony. Yeah, uh, don't worry, no one's gonna come and stab you in the middle of the night. Are you sure though? Because this is a Halloween episode. <laughs> I don't trust that. Victor might mime it for shits and giggles, but he won't actually do it. Are you sure? And and so do you do you decide to rest here? It looks like we have no choice. Yeah, Shock's falling asleep on his feet. Shock is too tired to be worried about being murdered in his bed by wraiths. <laughs> so you all drift off to sleep. Mummy! <laughs> you all drift off to sleep. Misha drifts off to just getting absent-minded a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Although it's a bit foggier than usual. And as we hit the peak of sleep or the peak of fogginess, you you hear a voice repeat itself. It's kind of a thing you feel in your heart. And then suddenly shock. Suddenly you're awake. You're just like sitting up awake and, and you don't remember waking up. Hmm. What? Shock will look around, try to get their bearings. Why? Where? What is this? What's this bed? Where am I? Everything feels a bit cold. You don't, you know how when you feel things, it doesn't feel like that anymore. It feels like information is being presented to you <sighs> in your head about like, it is cold. This is a bed. It is soft. And as you look down, you see long, pale hands and you just see a little scarf around your neck. Wait, is this, have I been shocked? Take Misha's character sheet. Oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. Oh god. <laughs> Chuck, do you have any audible reaction to this realization? I, I think probably the audible reaction Shock makes is going, What? As you say that, Misha, your heart jumps. You're, you're just so worried when you hear what? Oh no, something is wrong. Something has got to have gone wrong. And suddenly your eyes wake up and you're like, Wait, what just happened? You've gotten your memories back, but this kind of unconsciousness has never happened before. And you're cold and you're clammy and you're weirdly sweaty. And as you turn (laughs) over the shock, you see a few, like, you see some matted hair get in front of your eyes, which you're able to brush away. And as you move around, you kind of groan a little bit and you feel so incredibly emotionally tired. Misha. I know. Take Hopperscotch's character sheet. I know, I know. How do you respond? <laughs> well, yeah, Misha is going to be extremely confused at all of these things that are going on at once. At first, they're going to think that there's something wrong with their chest because there's something inside that's beating, like that's just moving a lot. And it's like, what is happening here? But the more, like, you know how, like, if somebody says, like, oh, you're looking like crap, even if you're not thinking about it, then you start thinking about it and you start noticing other things that might be going wrong. Like, oh, man, I'm sweaty, I'm clammy, I'm, my head hurts, what's going on? So, like, the more that Misha thinks about things that are weird, the more that they're going to notice, like, why does my head pound? Why is my stomach, like, empty? Why am I so clammy? And now they're, like, all freaking out about just malfunctioning. <laughs> and they're going to fall off the bed. 
As this thump happens, Hop, you see this little flicker of flame in front of your eyes, and suddenly you're like, oh no, I'm on fire. And as you scramble up, you just feel your insides start to scrape against one another. It's not painful. Nothing really feels painful, but it's weird and it's tingly. You also realize with a panic that suddenly you have a hat on top of your head again. (laughs) And then you realize, wait, no, I take care of my hats. (laughs) Oh, no. And Hopper, I need you to take Ellie's character sheet. Okay. Hopper would actually, like, because Hopper is not used to such an extravagantly large, cluttered, heavy hat, he's having a really hard time balancing with it. So he's just like, oh, my God, how does she? What? 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 And he will actually try to remove it because it's just too much for him. Ready for hatless Ellie? You're gonna get her. (laughs) (laughs) You take it off and you see thin wisps of white hair underneath. In fact, those thin wisps are down. They're like Rapunzel size length. Oh, God. Oh. will study those. Then he's going to make sure he's not actually on fire. He never really confirmed that. He got <laughs> distracted by other things. Meanwhile, one of these loose long hairs falls onto your nose, Ellie. And it gets kind of weird and ticklish. And you start having little adorable sneezes. And you're the only one. For a second, this feels familiar. It feels like being in a dream. It feels, well, it feels like you're back to being ni- little old 19-year-old Ellie again. And so you're not really bothered too much by it. And you roll over, and then you feel this very baggy clothing on you. And Lil Ellie did not wear such baggy clothing, especially something so long. It's kind of like a, like a long, baggy dress, which was never your style. And then you realize it's not a dress. <laughs> it's a robe. And you might be 19, but you aren't Ellie anymore. Ellie, take Shock's character sheet. Yeah. Nine might! <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> You're a very active boy. <laughs> my might just more than double. That's great. <laughs> I'm gonna lift up my arm and then let it fall. My, my arms. Hopper's gonna try to get up and survey the room. Just to, like, see... I don't know, maybe this is a dream. Is everybody else around? Surely if it's a dream, the room will look weirder than it did before. Or different, right? This is right? Shock sees everybody stirring and watches as what appears to be the body of Hopper Scotch just, like, <laughs> roll off its bed, reaching out <laughs> desperately, and just, and just like, look around in panic at everyone and be like, Misha Jarvis, are you there? They're just gonna just raise their head a little bit and then look at themselves, the face of themselves, and be like, what? 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 I don't... It's... I... It's hard to explain, but it's me, Shock. I think I'm in... Shock? I think I'm in Misha's body, and I don't understand what's happening. Shock? What? Did some kind of device swap my mind into a different body or is this some kind of illusion i have no idea what's going on and suddenly you hear (laughs) as a swarm of bats fly through the window and they uh, assemble to create the form of victor damon this is no illusion 
As I said, the only way out of the Remain Bluffs is to know the compass in your true heart. And since all of you can't understand your hearts, I took the liberty of giving you some new ones to try out. I'm gonna go to punch him, because that's what Ellie would do. Give me a roll. <laughs> well, that is a one. Active boy, a nat one. Oh, no. Which feels appropriate. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. No, don't do it. You punch really hard, right? No, don't do it. I know what you're doing, Kyle. No, don't. Take six points of might damage. No, it's six so much worse points? than I thought he was going to do. Oh, do eight? Actually, you know what? We're right. We're right. We're right. We're right. We're right. We can't note down our uh, numbers on the character sheet. So doing things that are kind of nuanced like that are a bad idea. Take nine points of might damage. Fuck you. Great. Great. Well, I'm impaired. I'm gonna pick my head up and look at everyone else and be like, which one of you is Shock? And Shock will raise <laughs> their hand now. Why do you suck? This body is so fragile. Also, Tom, it'd still be his. It's still his. Well, I mean. Just because he's in a different body doesn't mean he changes his pronouns. Because it's you inside. Yes, that's true. Yeah, so Shock raises his hand. You, why do you suck? I don't know. I'm <laughs> why sorry. Why don't you lift weights? I don't know what he did. How do you walk without hurting yourself? Well, normally it doesn't hurt so much to bump into things. You're like a toothpick. Maybe maybe this Damon fellow is just strong. Anyway, <laughs> Damon. Yes? Your plans are made up bullshit and we're not interested. Change us back or else you'll have to face our combined wrath. Tell you what. I had this whole scheme about how you had to try to find your two hearts and appreciate yourselves before the moon rose again tomorrow night and you'd be this way permanently. But you're right. Fighting me is a lot more fun. So here's the deal. I will be fading at the top of the tower. And you just see a tall tower in the distance. If you can get to me and get one hit, just one, on me, each of you. Oh no. Then I'll put you back in your bodies and let you go home. I cast fling on him. <laughs> Give me a roll. Fuck you. What are you flinging? I'm flinging Robbie Damon, the voice actor for Kachi Goro in the English version of <laughs> Persona 5. Mm, I should have used effort first. I rolled an eight. Uh... Yeah, he disappears into bats as you do that and flies out. Oh, I was going to say a line. It's too late now. Shock says that out loud, by the <laughs> way. That was in character. <laughs> Who's in my body? Uh, I am. I, uh, hop. I, Simon. I, Simon, am in your body. Why didn't you punch him? I, I'm, I don't, I'm confused. No one else has to land a hit if I, you, Stab him! Well, he said all four of us, right? Sounds like we each have to individually. Yeah, but if we murder him first. What if he? What if we can't be changed back if we kill him? Oh, well, I don't want to stay in this body. Oh, um. Shock just looks hurt. is <laughs> still just a bunch of feelings on the floor in a little ball. God. Shock will approach curled up Misha Hopper. Misha Jarvis. Yes. Are you all right? No. I'm not. <laughs> I'm cold. I'm, I'm, I'm damp. I'm, my head pounces. My 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 chest is, is 
there's something going over and over again and I, 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 I my breath is is going fast but also not my eyes are leaking why are my eyes leaking why why is there so much water here what is happening Hopper watching himself crying on the floor <laughs> I, I my eyes ache but I can't I want to close them, but I also can't. And Misha, you know the worst thing of all? What? Sleep. Oh, God. No. Wow. <laughs> no. X card. All right. We, well, yeah, we'll undo that. That's too much anyway. So keep going. Um, Shock will wrap Misha into a close hug. It's okay, Misha Jarvis. I think those are mostly just normal, organic things. Can confirm. I feel like that all the time. It's fine. <laughs> your your body's like a machine now, just one that works a little differently. But I haven't really figured out your body either. It's weird being a, a full machine now, but it will be okay. We will get this fixed, and this body won't let you down. I, I, it, it's not, it's not that I don't trust your body, Hopper. It's just that I don't. It's all the time, and I'm not used to feeling this thing. It's okay, it's okay, Misha. I can't imagine what it would be like to be a, a full machine, like, um, Shock just said. I know what it feels like to be metal now, I think. Um, but it's, it's okay. I don't take offense. It's, 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 it's the way it is. Worse. It's just, I just, I don't know. I know what's happening, but I'm also really confused. Shock will continue, like holding Misha and just gently rock a little bit. Hopper's so uncomfortable with this vision that he looks away. <laughs> but I also want to, like, as they glance at, at Ellie's last shock, they're going to be like, Oh no, my ears are warm! Why are my ears warm now? Hopper just puts his hands over his face and just sits like that for a little bit. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable with this situation. Yeah, yeah, we should fix it. We should really fix it. Did you take my hat off? It's really heavy. I put it back on. Okay. Wait, no, I want to. Do you, do you want to? Should I put it on my head or should I put it on my head? It's whatever you want. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, but my hat should be on a head, preferably mine. Would it make you feel better to wear it now? Ellie will put the hat on Shock's body's head. <laughs> hey, Ellie. All movement is one step harder now. Oh my god. And you're impaired. Yeah, I know. Ellie's gonna stagger and like trip over these weirdly long legs and weirdly big feet and this long robe. <laughs> she doesn't understand how to walk. All right. So anything else before you make your way to the tower? All right, that's going to be a no. So you make your way to the tower. It's not a long walk. It is a bit slow, mostly because Ellie can't really walk that fast. And also Misha just starts falling down every so often. Yeah. I, I also wanted to say that like shock slash like shock Misha has still the scarf because I still want like if, if Tom wants to use it mechanically, I want to. But I want Misha to like be grabbing it like the back part of it as they, as they are walking. <laughs> Shock walks a little bit too fast and like they're just straggling. Shock will <laughs> slowly give more and more slack on the scarf to Misha until the scarf is wrapped around them once more. Aww. It's just the comfort thing. Emotional support scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you eventually make your way to the tower. And I guess there's a door. There's a knocker. There's a doorbell. 
What do you do? Can I kick it in? Should I? I mean, okay. I can try to kick it in, Simon. Yeah, go for it. Let me. Let me. I'll. I'll try if. If I if cast you can. fling on the door. <laughs> My God! I love that spell so much. Um. Okay, give me a roll on fling. All right. But this time, how much edge do you have? Wow, this is I'm the here. new far step. Fling is just the new far how step. How much edge? You have, okay, that's an adequate amount of edge. So let's spend, how many points would it take? Four. I'm going to spend two levels of effort on this. And I got a natural 20. Oh my god. Nice. Because I'm Misha Jarvis now. (laughs) So I was originally going to cheat and say that by the rules of fling, you can only do something your size or smaller. And since the door is technically bigger than you, you only would have been able to fling the door knocker. However, since you rolled a 20, what do you do with that door? Is it strong enough to rip the door in off its hinges and like blast it in? Yes. I do that. As you do, you hear just a eep and you just see two goblins get caught up by the door and get slammed against the end wall with it. Oh no! Oh, and the other one just walks up to you and is like, oh, man, I had a whole song and dance planned with those two other guys. Anyways, my name's Ben, Ben the Goblin. My friends call me Benny. You can call me Ben. Big Boss Man said he's got this challenge for you. So uh, here's the thing. What you gotta do. I'm sorry. I'm I'm still in song. Anyways, I can't can't do it by myself. Are they okay? Are they going to make it? They're dead. Oh. I'll leave this decision up to Ari. Ari, if Misha was pushing that door with all of their mites, with the fling, would the goblins have survived? No. I mean, the I, goblins. from the second I heard about someone getting caught in a thing that Misha Jarvis's body did, it was like, these people are dead. <laughs> um, yeah, they're, uh, and you just see a little bit of blood trickle out. They're fine. They're fine. Oh. Anyways. Sorry. Um, Is this what... <laughs> Sympathy feels like. Upper's hands are just over his face through this whole scene. Jock is just horrified still. Sorry, I didn't mean to do it again. Anyway, so Boss Man says he got a big challenge to do. So, what we're gonna do is we've got four challenges, one for each of you. Wait, wait, we were told one challenge. Well, yeah, you gotta hit him. You gotta hit him, but. You know, to get you there, got to test out your new body a little bit, right? Right? No, I don't think that's necessary. I think I can just get back to my strong one. Listen, they're fun challenges. You might find out you even like your body. And, you know, if someone else kills your old one, then at least you got a new one. I I won't do that, Hopper, I promise. What? <laughs> no, I genuinely didn't. I just heard Drew Hopper. I said, I, 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 I won't do that, Hopper. I promise. I'll try to be careful with it. Oh. The thing is that Hopper just assumed that if anyone were to die, it would be his body <laughs> in this no. scenario. <laughs> so, like, I've already impaired Shock's body. <laughs> it's true. You've already impaired Shock's body. But, but Hopper just wants to clarify because he cares. What happens to the person stuck in the body? I mean, it's body rules. You die, you die. Eh? Eh? Oh, God. See, now Hopper just feels guilty for landing Misha with a body they really, really don't understand. And is not a great 
entry-level human body. Anyways, you can see forked staircases have appeared, each of them which have a little uh, plate with your name on it. And it's like shock in Misha's body, to make it very clear. Oh, I see. Ben will quickly say, oh, no, wait, that's the wrong. Nah, I'm just joshing you guys. You're doing great. Um, it's in character. <laughs> so, uh, Hop, you're going to go first. You are in the Ellie Challenge. So all of these are based on you embracing challenges related to one of your character's skills or abilities in your in your new bodies. And this one is going to be a skill, and this will be the only one I'm going to explicitly tell you what it is. So you walk in, and it's a very simple space. In the center, you see a mobile filled with, like, teeth and eyes, and underneath it, just this tiny little adorable bat all bundled up. And suddenly, it starts wailing. Just You have to use the babysitting skill. It's back. It's okay. And then um, he will approach the bat and lean down to pick it up. Uh, Roll me speed defense. No. All right. What does Ellie have for that? Okay. I'm putting one, one tier of effort into this. 12. You you do successfully pick it up pretty well. Okay. One of the long strands of hair gets plucked from your head. Uh, you don't feel it, but emotionally you're like, <laughs> I can't ruin Ellie. I, I can't do anything to Ellie's body. But yeah, you pick up this baby, this baby bat. What do you do with it? Um, I've got this baby bat. Is it in a little blanket? Yes. Okay. I, I swaddle it tighter. Tight blankets help when you're nervous. Um, it's a little too tight. You are using Ellie's strength. Oh, backs up. He unswaddles it a little bit and then just kind of like puts the baby bat on his shoulder and pats its back. I will let the former roll work for this. Okay. But I do need you to roll very quickly might defense. God. I have two edge in might, so I'm using two tiers of effort. I got. I, I rolled a nine. For a second, as you're holding the baby, you just hear a shh. As without your controller knowledge, the claws start to extend no! from your hand. Ah! <laughs> no! No, 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 no! But you're able to clench down and successfully <gasps> keep them in place long enough for the baby to fall asleep and the door on the other side to open up. Thank God. Hopper's like sweating after that. I didn't want to stab the baby bat. All right, Ellie, you walk into a room. There is a gap between you and the other end of the room, and at the bottom of the gap is a dark, dark pit. Far step. I like to believe that you say far step to yourself, Ellie, and just assume it'll work. She'll groan it, and then she'll be like, hmm, far step? Nope. (laughs) She's gonna hold out her hands and wiggle her fingers. Magic. (laughs) Nope. This is what we're going to do, okay? You can use far step whenever you want, but you have to keep trying on methods until Tom says, yes, that would work, because Tom knows how shock activates his magic. So I'm just going to sit back and let this happen. Okay, next she's going to poke around on her scalp. His scalp, her... A scalp, the scalp that her brain is inside of. Trying to find, like, the little circuit thing. And then, <laughs> like, maybe there's a hidden catch to pop something out or something. 
Yeah, there's a there's a there's a hatch on the side of Shock's head. You can open up the disk drive. She opens it up and pokes in there, touches the brain bud or whatever that terrible thing yep, was. It's that a brain bud. Crawled in there and like recoils and like shakes her head. <laughs> Did I just touch my brain? And <laughs> she's gonna jump. Not over, just like jump up in the air. She's gonna turn around in a circle. She's gonna clap. She's gonna point. That will work. She points super hard. <laughs> and suddenly you just feel a and suddenly your finger is pointing against the door, which slides up and lets you through. Ellie wonders if Shock has pointed every time he's far-stepped. Alright, Shock, you are in the Misha room. Oh god. You see, you come out to the door, and there's a door on the other side, and you see a stage, but you don't see an audience. All you see in the front row, with his arms crossed, wearing a very puffy conductor's shirt, a very stuffy orc. And you walk up and you just see a stand. Oh no. And you see sheet music. Oh no. Oh! <laughs> oh no. So, Tom, do you want one of my kazoos or do you have one in your room right now? I don't know how. They don't work. None of my kazoos work. You take the big end and you hum into it. I try, but it doesn't work. Literally, just make noises with your mouth and something different will come on the other side. I think my kazoos are all gone. I need one. Let me get a kazoo quick. I've never once been able to make a kazoo work in my life. Also, now you know how it feels when they put you on the spot. Like, I'll play something on your kazoo. It's like mistakes were absolutely made. I have no idea what to play on the spot like this. Just just make noises on one side. You don't have if you blow it, nothing comes. Okay, so you have to make noises like, you have to, you're just like that. Hum into it. On so this end? Yeah, so just hum. There you go. Yeah, just hum. There you go. Now you've learned how to play a kazoo. I'm so proud of you. I think I understand. So Shock steps up to the stand, pulls out Misha's kazoo, and looks at the sheet music and says, I don't know how to read this. And goes, (laughs) I'm struggling. I can't remember. I'm trying to remember. No, no, no. Hold on. How's it go again? There you go. That's that's right. <laughs> and this orc, who I've now named Claude Ryder, just wipes a tear from his eye. So so good. Straight from the heart, but also I never want to hear it again. And the door opens up and you can continue. So finally, for our last challenge, Misha. Yeah? You walk into a room. You see a table, a chair, a plate, a fork, a knife. Oh no. And a calzoom. Oh god, you did this. Oh no. So Misha is 
like first going to like eye it and they're going to like notice their stomachs making weird noises and then they're gonna look away and then look back and then look away and be like hey no i refuse to partake in the human tradition of food i don't understand it i don't want it i i, I don't want it but then they're gonna like like sit down at the table look at it and be like i i don't but it smells so good <laughs> and then like at, like at the middle of that sentence they're just going to like take a small like tiny little bite of it they're gonna do that at first with like a, like okay maybe this is enough for human nourishment and then like a little bite of it and then it's going to be like a pause and like a second of like yeah i think that was okay and then they're going to just like go and start like <laughs> jumping all of it not even pork or whatever they're just they're just on it how sloppy does hopper body and face look the next time everyone sees him <laughs> absolutely sloppy there's kalsoon everywhere i don't know how many kalsoons that are on the table but misha is going to eat all of them really fast <laughs> i like to no. imagine that misha eats one and then there's no more and you just hear gravelly more <laughs> and more start to appear basically and Misha, you will eat until you no longer want calzoon. No! Well, that's a problem. Oh. Okay. You can't do that. That's a problem. In other words, they're going to eat until, like, they get a moment to, like, breathe a little and then realize that they've eaten too much way too fast. Like, that happens. Like, you're full and you don't realize it. And now everything hurts again and they're going to fall off the chair from just stomach hurting. The door opens up. And all future actions are one step harder. <laughs> it's fine. Join me. All right. So you all make your way up the staircases and you meet yourself at the top and you see standing at the edge, waiting for all of you, sitting in his very vampiric chair, Victor Demon. Uh, first, I just want to specify that when Misha in Hopper's body comes out with clear calzoon on Hopper's face, me, Hopper, is going to be like, did you get to eat a calzoon? <laughs> It was really good. I know. Food is so good. <laughs> Why can't I taste food? It's so good. Why? It's so good, Hopper. <laughs> I know. I know, Misha. And now my, my, my stomach hurts, but I still want more. How many did you eat? I, I lost count after five. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> eating calzoons. I need to figure out how to far step. It's like, it's like, they're going to look like they're trying to maintain their posture and also <laughs> not just collapse again on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Victor Damon says, Congratulations! You made it all the way here and it looks like I didn't need any of these. And he motions four coffins to just fall off the edge of the tower. Now, for your last challenge. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Ellie will go to come at him and then realize that her strength no longer lies in strength. <clears throat> Hopper, punch him. Uh, well, I, I, I was actually going to wait because uh, I feel like I would have the opportunity to have an asset if somebody else did it first. <laughs> Um, are you are you throwing it out at me? Oh no, not at you specifically. Are you all just gonna fucking nose goes for it? Look, all right, all right. <laughs> if no one will do it, I wanted to be polite, but Jock will stand for and be like, "You, you, you messed with the wrong group of adventurers. Take this." 
and I'm going to cast Shock to the System. Oh, right. That thing I have. Oof. And I'm going to spend two levels of effort. What does Shock to the System do? Flood the mind of your target with disturbing images and ideas. An affected target faints and collapses on the ground, remaining unconscious for two rounds. And what did you roll? I rolled a 10 with two levels of effort. What is he afraid of? Clowns. Existential dread. The unending void. Whales. Undead. Spiders. Well, we are all afraid of spiders now. (laughs) For a second, his voice gives way. I feel like my voice is a lie. I feel like I have a much more ridiculous, ridiculous, terrible voice voice when I was first recorded. And yeah, he falls on the ground paralyzed. Oh. Now, it's negated if he takes any damage, but all we said was we have to get a hit in. So Shock will walk up and do a boop, hopefully doing zero damage by just booping. Yeah, you're Misha. Misha's got about the same buffness you do. (laughs) And then Shock will say, so long as each of us just taps him, we win. Hop should probably go last, though, just in case you tap a little too hard and wake him up. Tap really hard, Hop. Misha will go next. Give him the boop. And just poke it with their feet. I'm gonna go and poke his face. And then finally... To be clear to the audience, Ellie has a, has, a, has an ability called Opportunist, which gives me an asset on an attack roll that you make against a creature that has been attacked at some point during the round and is within a medium range. Just so the audience knows that I'm not a dick, except on purpose. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna fire the claws that he had such a hard time keeping in his hands. Give me a roll for it. Eleven. It hits him. What kind of hit does it do to him? Capable warrior, my attack deals one additional point of damage, which makes for five points of damage. So Hopper wasn't, he doesn't, he doesn't trust himself in Ellie's body. It is very strong. He is not used to wielding this kind of strength. So he was intentionally aiming for like a shoulder. So it's a graze. Okay. So it scrapes him on the shoulder and you just hear, ow, ow. Sorry. I'm not sorry, I'm mad at you. You're lucky it was Hopper in that body. And the voice will continue as the landscape around you starts to disappear, and you can feel yourselves flying out of your bodies again. And we're going to end this with Shock's point of view. So suddenly, Shock, suddenly you just wake up with a start, and you realize you're not in Tremaine Bluffs anymore. You can hear the whirring and the purring of the prodigious outside as you wake on the second bunk of the ship. Thank God, it was all it was all just a dream. And as you finally start to settle a little bit, you hear Everett beneath you stir in his bunk. And he just turns over to you and he says, What are you looking at me for? What's wrong? Why do you why why do you have the look on your face? No!
had to. There you go. Good job. I'm so proud of you. Now that you've now that you've gotten me to start this, you'll never get me to stop. Now you understand. It is actually This is the rest of the session.